I want to say thank you to those that are watching, those that are listening, whatever way you're consuming the content. We appreciate you. We hope by the end of this, you can get some value out of this that you could take that'll push your journey forward. So uh, I am here with some really, really cool guy right now, as well as my co-host, who's absolutely amazing. My name is Corey Ochai. This is Thoughtful Discussions, and I am here with... Josh Snyder. Absolutely. And you're listening to the Thoughtful Discussions podcast, like Corey mentioned, and uh, the 1028 podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. At, uh, 1028 Studios. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, first, thank, thanks so much for, for listening, tuning in. And um, it's it's been wonderful to have this podcast be be something that I'm able to do. So I'm very thankful for that. And, uh, and I actually have a returning guest. If you go back into probably like in the 30s of episodes, I think we're in the high 70s now um you will see or hear an episode with todd and i so um we dipped in and talked a little bit about um djing kind of back in the day back uh the bloomfield bridge tavern right that was like a big thing and then um you know kind of developing from there so please after you're done listening to this episode um go check that one out so that you can uh kind of get a feel for the the difference between then which was probably what like three or four years ago and uh maybe even more than that yeah 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 i feel like i need to, to go back and listen to it because well, <laughs> i don't exactly remember i mean i remember the general topics but uh yeah 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 so the the gist of the podcast is um to get an understanding of like who you know who it is that that we are interviewing um i have a a, a belief that you could have a hundred bakeries all on one street and they would all be different. Um, they'd have different recipes. They'd have different hours. They'd have different, um, reasons that they do what they do or where they learned what they learned. And, um, and so discovering the, the inner workings of them is kind of what the idea of this podcast is about where, um, and then Corey and I kind of get to chime in with our own experiences and ideas in between. So that's, uh, the, the goal of this. So with, Without further ado, um, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is Todd. I also go by Keebs. Um, I do a bunch of different stuff. Um, I'm, uh, I'd say, audio and electrical engineer by trade. Yeah. Um, and I DJ and I throw events. Um, and Which I, is how I met you yeah. originally. Yeah. Well, probably just through music, I would assume. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I also... Uh, do like lasers, um, do some projection stuff, um, you know, work, work on houses. <laughs> um, yeah. Monster jam. Monster jam. <laughs> yep. Uh, wing competitions. Hold well, on. not competitions. Did you just say monster jam? Yeah, monster he jam, puts yeah. together like a, well, how many people were at, at the most? Uh, like 196, I think. 196 people. Yeah. One group. Like, yeah. Oh, we got to talk about that. <laughs> we got to talk about that. Because they're just letting me in on the secret, guys. You, As you can hear, they, they already have a rapport. <laughs> this is my first time meeting uh, Keeps, Keeps, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what, I'm going to go with Keeps. I like that. Yeah, yeah Keeps. So, so this is my first time meeting Todd. So I am very interested and very curious as some of the things that you do. I, I guarantee you. I mean, this is Pittsburgh, so that's how it, go, how it goes. But a lot of the people that are in his circle are probably in your circle too. I'm sure. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Which is which is a beautiful sign. That's right. actually it, man. Because right. you know uh, they say uh, birds of the same birds of fe- birds of the same feather flock together. So That's right. uh, you know, it's great to meet you, and I'm probably the first time, not the last time. That's what I'm liking definitely, about this. Definitely, absolutely. So so Todd, what is uh, since, since you got? I, I'm I'm very curious. So what is the what is it that you do, my friend? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess it depends what you know what context. <laughs> what context <laughs> you want to hear about? I think he means professionally. <laughs> oh, professionally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I am a uh, audio systems engineer for uh, Meta, um, Ooh, for okay. the uh, kind of what they call the uh, Reality Labs research. So uh, we basically are research division for um, you know the virtual reality, augmented reality type of you know stuff that's going on in the future. So kind of sp- sp- related to Oculus, but um, absolutely, you know. All that. Okay, that's, I mean that's very interesting. That's very, uh, you know, it's, it's making a lot of headlines right now. Is yeah. you know augmented reality. Uh, I think even there's uh, one of your competitors, Apple. Apple just came out with some glasses that'll be doing the same thing. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities in that. And so I, I guess you get a chance to play around with some of the things that they're going to be on. It's going to be in the market uh, soon. Yep. So, yep. so create some, them yeah, they're in the market. You create them as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. yeah. So what we're doing is our our specific office, we work on what we're calling codec avatars. And okay. that is basically a photorealistic representation of you in virtual reality. Um, hmm. So the idea being that, you know, like now you go into what they call like like VR chat or some things like that. Where, yeah. you know, you go in and you have like a little cartoony avatar and you, you know, that that's what people see you as. Right. But th- the idea here is that if you're making a, a virtual reality kind of call to somebody right or or you're talking to somebody in virtual reality you don't want that sort of you know cartoony thing you want it to look like you absolutely um, especially with augmented reality where right. in the future where you might be wearing glasses and you know if we're sitting here and we have a fourth person sitting with us right we don't want it to look like we're real and there's a, a fake person there right? yeah yeah and for those listening can you explain the difference between virtual reality and augmented reality yeah, yeah. just so, just to make sure that they they kind of get an understanding of both both sides you know yeah so virtual reality would be where you would have a screen where you can't see anything else that's going on around you right. you know you see the entire what you see is entirely virtual so maybe right. you're in space on a spaceship or something like that whereas augmented reality would be you see the real world and then there's things that are added to it or augmented to it so you see reality and then you have um virtual things that are added to it so in this case we might be again we we might be having this conversation in the same room but maybe somebody from across the country is sitting here across the table with us and it just and then on camera no matter where the camera is they're planted in a spot and and they are augmented into the video feed right if if the camera sees it that way as well but 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 we would actually see it so if we had goggles on, yeah we'd be wearing like augmented reality goggles okay. or, or glasses i mean the, the yeah. ultimate vision is glasses so. Yeah. so so when i think of augmented reality first thing i think of was which was our think was our first uh representation of it was uh pokemon go yeah you yeah. know what i mean something something of that nature right where you can actually see the world but you, you see the things inside of it where virtual reality is when it's kind of captured three three sixty one, you know, all around you, right? You, you know, yeah. you look left, you look right. It's you're in a different planet, your different world. Right. So exactly. that's that's really interesting, man. And how did you get into that? <laughs> you know, yeah. So so I worked for for 
when I, well, before I got out of college and then once I got out of college, I worked for a startup company um, called Acoustica, uh, which made MEMS microphones. So MEMS microphones are essentially microphones that are made out of computer chips, okay. um, similar technology to computer chips. Um, and so those microphones are what we have in our cell phones, laptops, you mm. know, anything like that, pretty much anything that's small today, except for the kind of microphones we're using. It's going to, that's, it's going to be a MEMS microphone. So I was with that company for long time, <laughs> like 15, maybe 16 years. Yeah. Um, we started as a startup from Carnegie Mellon, like a spinoff kind of thing. And then we got purchased by Bosch. And then Bosch shut us down after eight years because we still weren't making money. <laughs> okay, got you. I mean, we were making money. Let me put it, yeah. shouldn't put it that way. We weren't profitable. I got yeah. you. I got you. It's like we're tired of this R&D branch of, you know, right. I mean, but, but no, it's okay, though. I mean, I bet you there was a lot of work that you guys put in that is into a lot of things that we're doing now. You know, a lot yeah. of research, a lot of – and sometimes that's what it's about. It's not even about being profitable. It's about getting – learning and developing the technology in which I bet you that's what you guys were doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had, some, we had some of the first uh, digital microphones in laptops, I think, in the world. So digital, so digital mics, like – is pretty common for MEMS mics these days where, you know, rather than having an analog signal come out of the microphone, it's digital straight out of the microphone. Mm. And the microphone's, you know, like four millimeters by three millimeters by one millimeter. So very small. Goodness gracious. digital comes right out of it, you know, so you don't have to worry about interference. You don't have to worry about a lot of stuff like that. What? Um, So, yeah. Where with this this type of microphone, there's an actual, um, I don't know the word to call it, membrane that vibrates and then the computer taking that electronic signal and turning it into sound or something well, that's, like that, that's right? The same thing is still happening in ours and in, in, yeah. in the MEMS microphones, actually. There still is a membrane in there. It's just that membrane is like, you know, half a millimeter by half a millimeter rather than an gotcha. inch by an inch. And then the, all that digitization is happening on the microphone itself. So that, it. that A to D process is brought into the microphone so that it isn't done then by the computer, or, you know, mm. whatever we're recording this on, for example. You know, Todd, I, I, I want to go back a little bit. <laughs> I want to go back a little bit, okay? I want to go before college. I want to go, what type of child were you, my friend? You know, what were you into when you were when you were younger? Um, well, I mean, I was, I'd say, what was it? I, I was, I rollerbladed when I was like, I was kind of like a first big thing I'd say I was like into okay. um, in terms of, like something that I took on on my more on my own, you know. Like I, I played I played trombone and I played a few other instruments like that before, but like then I started rollerblading when I was like you know ten something like that, and I was on ramps and on a demo team and stuff like that. And then um, when I stopped doing that, and then in high school was when I started DJing. Um, so I was probably around fifteen or sixteen then. Okay. Um, what what high school? Uh, Shenley High School. Okay. Shinley. Ooh, you were you were playing them jams, my guy. You were you weren't you weren't just playing around. What, you, was, what you, was getting, you was getting funky with it. I, I graduated ninety nine. Oh, okay. you were really getting yeah. funky and with I, it. I, I did one <laughs> one year I did bring my uh turntable setup to the uh the high school talent show. Nice. <laughs> Slip mats and all. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Had, had set up with scratching and stuff in front of the front of the whole school. So that that was pretty cool. But, so, but starting I mean, at a young age, your your parents were pretty um you know, progress like kind of supportive. Uh, no, no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> they didn't hate it. Uh, they weren't too happy about it. I mean, well, I mean, the thing is, you know, the reason we got into that is from going to raves. You know? Okay, so, yeah. so we yeah. were going to raves, which, you know, I actually, ironically, my dad asked me, you know, when I was young, um, again, I was probably fifteen, and he saw a flyer for a rave somewhere, and he right. picked it up, and he was like, he was like, yeah, do you know, do you want to go to this? And I was like. Not with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was like, well, 
no, but we were, m- meanwhile, me and my friends were already planning on going to that. Oh, house, sneaking out of the house. <laughs> so we were like, no, we don't want to go. And then, and then we snuck out and went to it. <laughs> and then the next week there was another one. It's at the Irish Center down in like, you know, yeah. in, in yeah. Squirrel Hill in between. So I, I grew up in Regent Square. Okay, so I got you. We'd, you know, stay at my friend's house in Squirrel Hill and just walk down the road. To Absolutely. Um, and then, but yeah, then there was one the next week. And so we we're like, Hey, I think I want to go to that one, you know? And, and, um, and yeah, we'd go and they'd make us, they'd make us come home at like two, you know? So, I mean, that's, that's when right. the rave's just getting started. You know? right. <laughs> Truthfully. So, oh my goodness. In the nineties. Yeah, exactly. So they, you know, th- that was where like, that was where the interest came. And obviously my parents weren't going to be too thrilled about that. Cause they know there's drugs going on there and you mm-hmm. know, it goes all night, you know? So they're not. They weren't too thrilled about it, but they also were like, "Okay, we'll let them go until re- you know reasonable hour, and you know come pick us up." And so I got you. Sure I got we you. Weren't going too crazy. <laughs> got you. Um, so yeah. So when the DJ came after that, they were you know they weren't against it, but yeah. they you know also would have rather probably would have rather I put my efforts in other other ways. But you know, looking back, it was the right thing. So so what was your goal back then? What 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 did you want to be when you grew up back then? You know what was what was what was the what was the dream that you had? Because I know it probably wasn't going to college at that time. If you um, you were DJing, or nah, you always thought you were going to be you know in this field. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't think I wasn't going into DJing thinking it would be my career. Okay, you know? okay. And, I, and I still don't. I mean, I I'd like to keep it. I kind of like to keep it separate. That way, it's like still like, fun. Yeah, exactly. Keep gotcha. it keep it as the fun thing, and then do my job for my job and i mean i like my job too but it's yeah. you know it's different um but so yeah i mean I, I actually at that time i didn't even know really what i wanted to do i just you know i knew kind of the things that i liked i knew that i liked audio i liked computers mm-hmm. um and and so my mom actually she used to volunteer at the school and she put together like a career center mm, and um so and she like I mean she she was she's crazy she you know she would she would she volunteered all throughout she would just go in and spend all this time I mean there was like a room she convinced them to let her like have this room and she got all the material in there you know like yeah. made it a little library of like career books and you know would, people would come in and she'd be like ask them about stuff and say oh well, maybe you want to do this maybe you want to do this gotcha. and so you know one time you know when I was kind of thinking about what I wanted to do I didn't really know um, and she was like. Looking at she's like, oh, I see this thing, audio engineering. You know, that seems to be things that I would like. And she's like, what do you think about this? And I was like, yep, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Beautiful. Yeah. You get a, get a chance to learn about the equipment that you're using, maybe even how to build it. You probably heard about a lot of things that they're working on or used some of that equipment too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a go-to for me. I would have been, I would have been, I would have been, I would have cashed in on that. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And, and there's like, there's a lot of different, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, that, I didn't realize before that neither did she was that there's like a lot of different ways you can kind of go into that field, you know, mm-hmm. like audio with technical stuff. And so when I was like applying to schools, you know, some programs that would call themselves audio engineering would be in like the music program, right? Okay. Yeah. Or like a recording engineer, right? right? That's what a lot of people think of as an audio engineer. But then there was, you know, programs in physics departments where mm-hmm. you'd be really learning about the actual acoustics. Mm-hmm. And then there'd be programs in, uh, you know, electrical and so um, I did apply for a couple that were music programs, but, um, you know, I would have had to be, pl- so I played trombone like that whole time and uh, I would have had to be a trombone, pl- you know, a trombone major essentially mm-hmm. and take like, you know, orchestra and take band. And I was like, you know, it's not really a music I'm into. Like, mm. I don't want to spend all this time on that. And 
you know, trombone was cool, but it wasn't really like my passion. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. So, you know, so when the, and the physics side of it is cool, but it wasn't really like, wasn't that into acoustics. So when like the, uh, you know, electrical engineering kind of program, you know, she told me about that, that was kind of really sparked my interest. And so mm. that's kind of what I ended up doing where it's like, you're really learning how the things work, right? I mean, how do you, how do you build the, st the audio equipment that other people are going to use? That's interesting, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. Corey's rethinking oh, his whole childhood. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's deep, man. So, um, okay. All right. So you kind of have an idea what you want to go for. Uh, you, you're testing out all these things. You're learning about these things. You're learning that, okay, that when they say audio engineer here, it's pretty much just me going forward with this orchestra thing. That's not my, that's not my style. It's not what I want to do. So how did you choose? Yeah. I mean, um, I think I, I basically just thought about, you know, what's going to give me, what's going to give me like a, a, a career that will, you know, that'll, I, I guess be, get me the ultimate kind of fulfillment that I want and right. where, uh, you know, being in a, in a, in a studio, I, I guess like I, that would be really cool. But I think from a long-term stability standpoint, my thinking was, well, I can really like build things with an electrical background. I can have more of an engineering kind of career mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, being necessarily like in a studio um, or, you know, in the physics side of it is a little bit like too far kind of on the, the nerdy, you know, you know, <laughs> got you. academic side. So like the electrical was kind of just right in that middle ground where, it, you know, I'd be able to get a good job and work in a variety of different areas, um, but also do the things that I like. Still like playing. So throughout this whole time, were you still playing that funky music? My guy? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 So that never stopped. The <laughs> no. DJ had never stopped. Yeah. Let's tap into that. That's what I want to tap into. Yeah, I, want, I want to see right, how, no, how, how did that DJ career go, man? How did that how did that end up transferring all the way through college, even throughout college? Yeah, I mean it um it was interesting because you know I started I started here, um you know, like I said when I was like fifteen or sixteen, and it was me and my best friend Frankie, um and we basically like we our thinking was kind of at the time, all right our hook. And I mean, we didn't even call it a hook at the time, but our yeah. you know, kind of our, our our catch, right, would be that we were two young DJs DJing together. Mm -hmm. Because other than that, you know, back then it was always yeah. kind of you know just one one person up there playing. Oh, elaborate playing together. How yeah. many turntables did you have? Yeah, so we would use three turntables oh, and then right. two mixers. So like you know, nowadays a lot of people will have three or four, you know, CD decks nowadays. But we you right. know, use turntables obviously because that's what everybody like used with then. real <laughs> with real vinyl. On. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we would, we would then, so we would, you know, normally a DJ setup would have, you know, the two turntables and the mixer. So we would show up with a third turntable and a second mixer and we would plug that into the other mixer and then we would be able to, so that way, like one person would be DJing, the other person could still be we're getting the that record. That blew their mind. Yeah, blew yeah. their yeah. mind. They was like, what the hell is going on? No, we, we got so two, it was two DJs. guys, three, yeah. and then so the, then you had one and you both shared one. And you, you each had one and you kind of shared. Yeah, we kind of, kind of moved back and forth. Y'all you know, yeah. yeah, were, yeah, so, we're doing yeah. mystical things up there in that <laughs> DJ booth to well, the mean, average person. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, you know, back, I mean, we, you know, we, were, we were doing a little bit of scratching and stuff, but it was more, yeah. the, the real advantage for us was that, like, it gives us more time. 
You know, yeah. like especially with vinyl where you really need to you want to have things lined up and you can't have don't have the ability to jump back and forth a lot. Right. So by us having a whole extra song of time more or less, you know, one person's there. So as soon as the one record's done mixing, the other person's, you know, ready to go. Y'all are dirty, dirty, dirty <laughs> for that. But then you're figuring it out. Yeah. And you're kind of on the fly. It's not like you that have was beautiful. List, right? oh, yeah, like yeah. you guys play. That was beautiful. You you're figuring it out and like, yeah. oh, I want to play this and right. and you have to know your stuff because back then you you had to you had to land it you had to land the needle right where you knew the song was about gonna you know yeah. like yeah. This, that's some work that's some yeah. real work man that's uh it's really interesting though that that third turntable actually gave you more time and you got two minds as well going at once mm-hmm. so yeah but then the spectacle. From the audience, that, exactly. it looks yeah. phenomenal. It, yeah, yeah. Right? And, and we were, you know, high school kids where everybody else was, you know, yeah. college or later, right? So yeah. that was kind of the like, oh, they're so young too. That's cool, you know. So going to bring yeah, in a new um, flavor, like so maybe yeah. some things that everybody maybe want to be hip. Oh, that's that's genius. That's genius. Yeah. All right, man. So I mean, I've I've gotten off a lot, a good bit of questions, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, so, who, um, who would be some of your influences or like favorite artists growing up, but also what Pittsburgh, um, like DJs and artists have you like kind of, uh, were, were you looking up to at the time when you were first starting out? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, probably like Diesel Boy was, you know, he mm. was kind of the big drum and bass DJ from Pittsburgh, you know, mm. at the time. Um, and also uh, Sign, who was, you know, a local DJ from, from back then, and uh, 187, who um, he did, like, a live PA, um, kind of sort of like an actual live performance, not even DJing, mm. um, which especially back then was even more difficult. What's, what's, what's the difference? Um, I mean, so with DJing, you're just basically playing a, a pre-made track that, you know, somebody else has already made on it's pressed to vinyl, whereas with what they call a live PA. I mean, nowadays they don't call it a live PA, but back then that's what they called it. Um, where it's it means you're just you're setting up all your actual synthesizers, your samplers, and yeah. you're triggering things live. Oh live. wow, so it's the so same like looping. Yeah, so it's like almost the same thing you would be doing in your bedroom, getting prepped for. It's almost freestyling. Kind of freestyling, but yeah, freestyling the, the you know writing the music. Um, so, and, and, and he would have, you know, drum pads and he'd be triggering stuff, you know, you know, live and stuff like that. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it it, it was dope. Um, and there was, there was a night called Steel City Jungle back then. Um, that was sort of the, um, you know, the, the home of, of jungle, uh, and drum and bass, I guess, as it was coming around back then. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, the local wise, a lot of the, the Steel City Jungle crew, um, and this guy, guy named Bricks, um, Alaska, uh, you know, they would all, they all had the Steel City Jungle back at uh, Laga, back when Laga yeah. was a thing. I've heard of Laga, man. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, so I heard some stories about that. Yeah. All right, that's that's really interesting. So, all right, so you got your influence. You, you you're still DJing. You're in college. You're doing your thing. You know, what was what was uh, the college journey? You know, how was how did that treat you? What were some things that you may have? What were one of the like? What was one of the top things that you learned in that college in your college uh, journey? You know, uh, if if you can pick it, yeah. one thing. I mean, so you know, so so I I went to you know school in Pittsburgh. I went to Frick uh, for for middle school and Shenley, like we said, for high mm-hmm. school. And then when it was time to go to college, I went to Miami. 
<laughs> oh, you're a and, smart man. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Miami, I'm not not a big fan of Miami. I don't think I knew that. Yeah. The U. You were at the yeah. U. Yeah, the U. And, and, and I was at the U when, like, it was going down there. I mean, it was. I know. I was there three. I think three out of the four years I was there. They, you know, the football. They were number one in football, but I didn't care about football. Yeah. <laughs> I, but the after parties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you meet the Rock? Uh, I don't. I don't know if he was. I think he was there. I don't know when he was there in relation. Nine, I think ninety six is probably when around yeah, his time. Yeah, I feel time. like he was there a little earlier. Yeah. There. Um, but. Um, but it, you know, yeah, I wasn't that into it mainly cause you know, I got there the, f- the first day and like all these kids are like, yeah, UM and you know, they're in they UM back then. Nobody even called it the U, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, I don't know, all these people were just super into that. And like, they just, I saw them get arrive as freshmen. Like they, they weren't from Miami and all of a sudden they're just yeah. like cheering for this thing. And I'm like. Yeah. They're following the hype. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have any skin in the game yet to right. be that much in love. I so, got you. So that kind of turned me off to it, you know. And, um, uh, yeah, but, um, but I don't know. Miami was an interesting place. I got you. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I, mean, I got it, you. It was, you know, because so I, I went, you know, when I was in Pittsburgh, right, I was young and, and I knew everybody that was there. That, that mm-hmm. was in the scene in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It was not that big. I was DJing all sorts of places. And I get down there and I was like, cool, I'm going to start DJing down here, you know. And yeah. like, uh, it doesn't really work quite like that. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, you know, I hit people up like, yeah, I'm a DJ from Pittsburgh. And like, nah, like nobody cool, really thanks. cares, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. And, um Which is good to gain perspective, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. And I mean, it. Yeah, and I, I played I played some some weird weird shows the first couple of years for sure. Um, one time, I I think I'm somebody I met through like a you know, message board online or something. I went out and played their their like kind of house party, but it was like a like a trailer in like a trailer park in like the Florida swamp kind of thing. Yeah, and like who you was in the swamp? Yeah, the like, real swamp though. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy, this kid picked me up. Like his mom picked me up, and I brought the turntables out there. And like, there was definitely some talk of like the mom sleeping with some of his friends, and like, it's big you know, yikes. Yeah, it, yeah. it was. That sounds like Miami. My brother used to live in Opalaka, so I, I got you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, I get where you're coming from. I know that. I know the vibe. I know the smell yeah. of that place. <laughs> um, but I really wanted to. Uh, so, how long did you stay out there? And no, let me let me let me go here. Let me go here, right? Because when it comes to comedians, right? They say some of the best uh, lessons they've learned is from when they bombed. You know, they go to an area they don't know, mm-hmm. and they completely hit the mark. They don't hit the mark, right? When they're coming with their stuff. Yeah. Did that happen to you down there? Yeah. Did they get you? Did they get your craft? Well, so I mean, what ended up happening is like basically the first two years I was down there, I didn't really do that much teaching. I mean, I did some, but not a ton, and then. Uh, there was a show that was Friday nights that was uh, a uh, radio show mm-hmm. uh, on the campus um, you know, radio station. And the guy who ran it before me, um, mm-hmm. like they would kind of hand it down from person to person. And that, you know, I, I he liked the kind of similar stuff that I did. And he was, he was a, you know, guy, he called himself Egg Foo Young back then. Um, okay. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, but, you know, nowadays you might not call him. I mean, he, he's an Asian guy, but, yeah, but yeah. still. Um, but he, um, you know, so he, he kind of recognized that I was on the same kind of like wavelength. And so mm. he passed this show down to me. And it was like mm. a Friday night show that was from 10 to 1, I think. Um, and it was, you know, it, it was, it was like kind of, you know, 
uh, had been going on for a long time, so it had a, had a good following. So, so then I took that over, and um, that sort of definitely helped establish me with you know the local mm. local DJs even okay. even more. And I kind of I, I knew the people back before that, but that right. definitely got me more into you know into the culture overall. And so I would have that, and I would be able to bring in you know guest DJs. And a lot of times, if like a um, you know say 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 a big DJ came to town. That right. was, you know, similar that fit in style wise. I would talk to the promoter and say, Hey, you know, they want to come down to the show. So they'd mm, come right. to the show, they'd play the right. show. They'd play my radio show before their actual thing. I'd give them some promo, I'd exchange some tickets, you know, get on the guest list. All right. Stuff like that. I so, got you. you know. Well, everybody listening already thinks you're cool, my guy. This is this is this is <laughs> real great stuff. Are you living you they should make a movie of this. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. Dude, how does that turn into what you're doing now? <laughs> like how, you know what I mean? Like that—that's yeah. a great start to life right there. Like DJing in Miami, I mean raves. You know, mom had to come pick you up at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Radio, my guy, yeah. my guy. You know, uh, this were, is a rock star lifestyle right here, <laughs> for real, for real. Were you at any point did you doubt that you'd come back to Pittsburgh? Um. I didn't really have a plan to come back to Pittsburgh per se, mm. um, but you know, basically between my junior and senior year, um, I was looking for something to do, right? And, yeah. Um, there was a startup company that was just kind of getting started, and my mom was on a mailing list. I think it might still exist, like Pittsburgh, like the Pittsburgh Tech Council or something mm. like that. And there was, you know, an article in there about a, a startup company that was, you know, getting spun off by CMU. Mm. Um, or some people that, you know, at that time it wasn't even a company. They were just, they were getting money, right? And so I kind of hit them up and I had uh, just coffee with, you know, with one of the, the founders and it mm. was him and he was the CEO and there was the CTO who was the tech, basically the tech guy from Carnegie Mellon. Okay. And, yeah. um, and so they were, you know, fundraising. They were trying to get money to put this together. Yeah. And um, so uh, coffee and he kind of said, hey, you know, this was like in, this was, you know, winter break. Before yeah. my junior to senior, uh, before my junior year was over, and he said, "Yeah, we're trying to get some money together, and if um, you know if we do, we'd like to hire you as an intern." And I was like, "Yeah, cool." So got word from him a couple a couple months later. They got some money um, from investors, and so then I worked as an intern over that junior to senior year. Mm. Um, then I did consulting during my senior year, and then they offered me a job. So you know, I had a job lined up, you know, before my last semester even started gotcha. which was great you know, which was absolutely day. amazing so what were you doing as an intern um intern i mean i was kind of doing anything you okay know, like okay. at that time i mean it was it was like you know research into kind of what else is out there in the market um right. you know uh you know anywhere from stuff like that to like market research to you know putting together a shelving unit because we're moving you. into an office building you know gotcha. um, gotcha. you know we're soldering some you know little components you know as as needed um so yeah it's kind of kind of a, a lot of different stuff and then um and then when i actually started i mean it was still a little bit of that as a startup company you know it's like nobody's you know you might have a, a specific role but everybody's going to do a little whatever bit it takes you know? yeah so yeah so it was a, you know it was a struggle for a while and like i said it was like 8 years uh, as a startup um, where we had just investors, you know, giving us money, hoping that we would, mm. you know, either get sold or whatever else. And then it got a little dicey. We got sued by another company for some, you know, uh, 
patent infringement stuff that was totally bullshit. Um, just a just a kind of a dirty, dirty, uh, dirty business trick to kind of get you guys out of there. Exactly. Money wise. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's a scary time, but, but for you to stay eight years, it can't just be the work. There had to be a dope culture, my guy. Yeah. Yeah, you I know. mean. So what was that like? It, it, was, it, it was it was cool. I mean, it was, um, it, it was definitely, you know, I'd say what would probably wrap me up the most in it. I mean, like, you know, the people that were there were good, and there was, it was a, I'd say there was a good culture, but I'd say more than anything, just the sort of goal of, or the, you know, having the vision of, like, this is the first time somebody's done this, right? Oh. We want to do it and mm. want to be successful. You know what I mean? Like okay. just just doing it was cool, but like I said, like we we're always trying to hit that. You know, actually making you know being profitable because there's so much. You know, the, so the so like I said before, you know, Mem's microphones are made from you know essentially computer chips. You know, so yeah. they go through. You know, you got to make a, a silicon wafer, and you go through all yeah. these processing steps, and all of that stuff is all you know economy of scale. So like you got to make tons of it to get the price low enough. What year was this? So I, I started there. I guess that would have been like two thousand two. Okay. And then, um, yeah, like I said, I was there for about sixteen years total. Okay, because this is right after the dot com bu- bubble, right? So this is the dot yeah. the dot com bust. You know yeah. what I mean? So that and then you said two thousand two. So it kind of the 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 market became less saturated because there was less people around, probably. But yeah. you guys still believed in the importance of what was going on beforehand. Yeah, I mean, I think the dot com bust was a a lot of that was was more like websites that okay. were blowing up, you know, okay. and, and then they then they had tech to crash. Still tech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when did the iPhone come out? I don't even know. iPhone came out hmm, probably like what, two thousand five maybe? That's what I'm okay. thinking. Yeah, Something you were close. Like you were close. Yeah. Um, it was, it, you still had the uh the uh the palm pilot yeah. things with the the pineapples and stuff or yeah. was that was that what you guys were working I, I, off I, of? I had a sidekick at the, one Oh point, the sidekick was, was that was I it, man. It. I mean you were living it was like you either had a Lamborghini or a sidekick to get the women. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Back <laughs> then. That was that's where it was at. That was really big. Yes. Yeah, so I think the sidekick came out, I wanna say oh, like two thousand two. Yes. Yeah, so Soldier Boy was around with, yeah. oh gosh, I don't even know why I brought him into this podcast, guys. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Yeah, he pops his head in everywhere. Yeah, he did. He was the first like internet rapper though. MySpace yeah. and everything yeah. and YouTube. It was, oh man, that was, that was a time. Yeah, That was a time, man. And it's so great to hear about your time in that time. So, you know, got the startup. You guys are, you guys are chugging away you got companies coming after you they only coming after you when they know you're good you're a threat <laughs> so obviously you guys were dope but uh what happened once it uh you guys ipo'd you know yeah i mean so we well we didn't end up so i mean i think ipo is right when you go essentially you go public right but yeah what we yeah. ended up doing was we investors stopped wanting to give us money okay <laughs> right it's like so, you, you have you enough. know so so we um we eventually kind of went up for sale all right. right. I mean, I guess you're always mm. for sale, right? But whether or not you're kind of pushing for it or not, mm. um, and there was, you know, there was all sorts of drama involved in the background of, you know, with with the, you know, your, your share prices, you know, because yeah. even as a startup, you have, you know, you know, options, you know. So so when we get when, when I signed up, you know, they gave me, you know, all these options that are, you know, you can execute at five cents or something like that. And the right. idea is that when it gets sold, that stock option that I 
you know, could can buy for five cents is now worth a hundred and I make tons of money. Right. And like, right. Yeah. Um, but it didn't really go down like that. Okay. <laughs> wow. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just, you know, yeah. Cause like, you know, base. So, uh, you know, we were got to that point where, you know, let's say, let's say the investors give you $10 million, right. And you mm. burn through that because we have to pay these, you know, large manufacturing companies to make the stuff for us that we then sell for a fraction of that. So every time we're selling a microphone, we're losing money. But we need to sell more microphones in order to make money. <laughs> so, right. you know, we get to this point where it, it's just, you know, the, the the people on the board and whatever just kind of realize that it's not sustainable. So they need to, they need to sell us. Mm. Um, so, and how much the stock is worth at the time, there's like fighting in the back about that. There was a whole thing where the, C, you know, the, the CFO at the time stabbed the CEO in the, oh, in the back and got him fired yeah. for like, you know, he, they were trying to say that he was, you know, trying to keep the stock too low because the lower it stays, the the more the value stays in and a bunch of stuff like that. I'm not an right. expert in it by, at, by, by any means. Sounds but, about the you know. like the stuff that usually be going on around that time right. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the so things got a little desperate and that started happening. And then we got to the point where they were going to sell us. He almost sold us to our competitor for like, you know, for nothing. That would have been terrible. Um, but they ended up selling us to Bosch. Um, right. And uh, and Bosch, you know, is, you know, they're like a 260,000 person, you know, worldwide company that makes yeah. everything and anything. Um, and they, but they, when they bought us though, they bought us for, you know, I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but let's say that over the course of that first eight years, the investors put in. Fifty million dollars. Right. When we got sold, we got sold for like four million dollars. <laughs> so that means that's that, a big loss. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that yeah. means that all those investors, you know, that put that money in, basically they get their money out first before yeah. anybody in the company that has our options, our stock options. Right. Which kill? Which yeah. was the kill pill? Yeah. Yeah. That was that was the thing that uh yeah that just that means it was nothing. It was if it was worth five cents, it was worth zero 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 point one <laughs> point of a cent at that time. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So you know, but but I mean, it was fine because, like I said, you know, I, I really wasn't in it. Like I wasn't in it to make money. I mean, really, yeah. like it's a job, right? I was making right. money, so I'm ha- I'm. I was right. happy about that. I wasn't trying to make a fortune off it. I mean, right. it'd be cool if that happened, right? Obviously, I'm not going to complain, but yeah. that wasn't my objective. So, but what was what was cool though was that Bosch is a big company and was trying to. You can still see it live. Yeah, they, they wanted yeah. us to succeed, right? And, and we had a chance to succeed. Congratulations yeah. to you, so, my yeah. friend. That I'm gonna say congratulations for that whole process because. You can I can tell by the way you're talking. It, if it was about the money, you would have never went as far as you went, regardless, because it had to be bigger than yourself. You you wanted to see something that you believe was superior to what was in the market come to play, and you didn't matter how how it happened. You were going for it. You're going with it. That says a lot about you, not just who you are, but a lot about your character. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's dope. And if it feels like if the culture represents the way you're approaching this, that had to be a pretty cool-ass place to work in. Dude. Yeah, yeah, it You was. know what I'm saying? You probably still have friends that you talk to still to this day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, that's, 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 that's actually a, that's a winner story right there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, 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 you know, and after that, I mean, there was still, you know, we were with Bosch. Bosch let us roll for eight years, you know, yeah. trying to get, you know, trying to get to that point where we were, you know, finally profitable. And like, you know, I always say that when we, when, when they did eventually shut us down, we were, 
selling 30 million microphones a year. And that was not enough to make money. Okay. <laughs> so we needed to, like, we, we, yeah. we were in all like, yeah. Bose headphones. We were in yeah. all the Microsoft Surface products. We were in, you know, tons of Dell laptops and oh, tons of other man. laptops. But we needed to sell like 100 million in order to actually be profitable. Gotcha. So, you know, yeah. it, Uber still hasn't turned to profit, my right. guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So maybe they were, maybe they just weren't hip to know that, like, you know, the tech companies have to go a lot longer to, but when they get there, then we get to the Apple. You get to the trillion dollar companies right. once they get there, but you have to have an appetite for risk and as well as understand the process, which it was too early to even understand that's actually the right route to go. Yeah. You know, just R&D this thing until you get it to a point where it's undeniable and everybody needs it because right. the work's in. That's interesting, yeah. dude. Yeah, and I mean, and like, you yeah. know, like, like you said there, that's you know, interesting. If, if we would have if we would have got one of our microphones into you know, an Apple product. A cell phone? Then we essentially would have immediately been had enough volume to make it. You know, like, 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 like we went through a whole thing with them where, you know, you you know, the, the wire, back when they had wired headphones, you know, you know, you had the wired headphones with, with the little up and down button, right? There's a microphone inside of there. Right. And we had prototypes of, you know, of those with our microphones, we were working with them to try and get in there. And, um, you know, we were really close and we were like, we were basically about to go into it and, then it failed due to due to some weird test that they had in Europe where you had if <laughs> if the so if if a cell phone is plugged into a power outlet, you know, like you're yeah. charging the phone. Yeah. In Europe there is a a standard that says you cannot have so much audio interference in the headphones. Mm. Um otherwise, you know, it, it it fails their tests and you you can't do it. So our microphone, for whatever reason, it was just it was just an electrical interference thing. It happened to, you know, yeah. just the way it was constructed. I mean, we tried to figure out what it was, and we never really could. It just happened to pick up this one frequency yeah. that made it fail this test, and then we got you know kicked out of it, kicked out of the the, the platform, and we never went in. You know, goodness gotcha. gracious, that's yeah. cutthroat. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> cutthroat. You, you got to get there to learn that. Though. Yeah, and and, and, yeah. It, and we had to, you know, just even in order to be considered for the product, we had to go through all these extra steps because it's yeah. Apple. You know, like where yeah. we had to, we had to put our our devices through all sorts of reliability tests, and they had to be doing right. that. You know, every time we built, let's say, a million mics, right, we'd have to take ten thousand yeah. of them and put them through these tests every single time, and we'd have to do that continuously. And they had all these standards for us, yeah. mm. so so we spent. Like they're saying, we spent yeah. a ton of money just trying to get in there. But the badge that you would have just going that far into one of their tests, I, I just feel like even just having that badge, the next person, their competitor, is say, give me that. I'll <laughs> take that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would say that. If I was right. the CEO of it, oh, I let them do put the money in to do the work. And once they say no, <laughs> you come right over here. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, but, but, but you can't tell people that because Apple will then sue you. you know? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, there's a non-compete as well, too. So probably there's some type of stuff. To, yeah, it's Apple, yeah, right? Exactly. They, they've thought of it all. Oh, you can't sell it? Okay. You might have to. Oh, there's no way. There's no way. If you fail the test, you're dead. In the water. Yeah, and, and I mean, and there's definitely, you know, there was, there have been companies that have sued them for that, where you know they'll yeah. just push you so far, and then when they don't, you know, people invest so much money trying to get yeah. in, 
And if you don't get in, then companies will just go bust. Think about it. That's a know? competitive edge for them. Oh, we'll, we'll let them think they're going to exactly. work for us. And then once they get so far, we'll tell them no. And then they can't even use it. <laughs> <laughs> and we could just, we still have all the information from all the tech. If we switch a few things around, we can figure out something to work. That is horrible. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 honestly, I, at least from what I saw, it wasn't malicious. Yeah. Okay. You know, it wasn't. I wouldn't say that they were, you know, they weren't trying to steal anything. But it's more just, you know, they they know that they can be essentially the bully, right? They know mm. they can they can say we want you to do this, and everybody's yeah. like, oh, you want us to do what? You know, sure, we'll do it. Yeah, whatever, whatever we got to do, we got to, we'll do it. Gotcha. And then when you don't, they're yeah. like, oh, sorry, you know. But, but you know what? Shout shout out to the journey. Shout out to Apple as well. You know, I mean, them guys have. Also, obviously, changed the world. They they know what they're doing, and it's yeah. uh, it's really it's really cool to hear. Um, just just so far, just part of your story, and I think we probably indulged a lot on this. Just the journey, <laughs> uh, we probably should get to yeah. you know the part where you know now you're working with Meta and everything yeah. of that nature, and this was uh, this is kind of how all that started, huh? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, they like I said, they shut us down. Um, uh, boss shut us down and uh you know then we um and, and, and i mean they were cool about that too honestly they they you know they they kind of tried to take care of us as best they could they told mm -hmm. us as far ahead of time mm -hmm. as they could and um and then you know my plan was to just renovate a house for a while <laughs> so you said you were working on houses as well yeah. i like that yeah, all so, right so whenever that happened yeah. i bought it like an old house that you know needed a ton of work and i was like all right i'm just gonna do this and you know, see what happens next. Yeah. And um, I did that and for a little while. And then um, somebody who, uh, the boyfriend of <laughs> the sister of somebody I worked with at the other company. What? No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> yeah, just exactly. messing with you. I'm just going. <laughs> uh, hit, you know, hit me up and was like, as at Meta, and was like, hey, you know, we're looking for somebody who knows about these kind of microphones. And mm. I was like, oh. I'm that guy, you know, yeah. um, and because you know, at, so you know, when I was with my, the last company, I was the person who would do a lot of the characterization of the microphone. So, like, we'd get a new product from you know the research team, and I would kind of put it through the paces and do all the testing of it, check out right. you know how how well it performed in relation to other people's mics and right. you know the standards and things like that. So, um, so I would do a lot of that kind of detailed testing as well as helping customers put our microphones into their products. Okay, so. Um, you know, when Meta um, needed somebody that uh, with experience in that area, then you know, it just happened to be around. <laughs> so now wow. have the tables turned, and now you're the one that's taking other people's mics. Exactly. Like, is this going to fit our test or not? Exactly. Ooh. Which was which was real fun because you know I got there, and one of the first you know things I was going to do is to you know to to check out what microphones were on the market. It had been like about two years at that point since right. I'd, I'd been, you know, looking at other people's mics. And so now I was like, yeah. oh, now I can actually call up the competition. You know, all these people who were, you yeah. know, fighting, you know, for yeah. my position before, yeah. now I can call them up and be like, oh, well, what do you think? What about this? You know? <laughs> and and I'd, I'd, I'd bring something you up and they'd be like, pass oh. my test. Yeah. <laughs> you, you remember me? <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that's great. And, it, and you know what? That That's part of the process, man. That's all part of the process to get to that position. You know, you gotta, you gotta go through the, yeah, go through the fire, man. You yeah. gotta go through the fire, and then when you get that position, it becomes more like sustainable because you really understand the terrain because you've been through it. Right. You know, it's not like seeing it from a distance or, you know, 
looking at it from afar. Like, nah, I was in this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're battlefield tested. Exactly. You got the position. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. And, uh, you yeah, know, we're, we're just doing, we're doing real cool stuff there, you know, in terms of things that nobody's done, nobody's done before. Um, yeah. and, That's uh, your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's cool to be a part of it, you know. Um, we, you know, w- one of the things that, um, that we do to kind of make these, you know, virtual avatars, right, is somebody sits down inside of a, a large dome of cameras, right, and there's 300-some mm. cameras around them filming them, you know, super high quality, super, um, you know, high speed, mm. and and you, you know, go through a number of prompts where they say, you know, you know, look happy, right, look sad, things like that, yeah. and it, you know, you know, the cameras pick up your facial expressions and see, you know, how, how that relates, basically put it into machine learning algorithms and then make it so that when you put a headset on and it sees your, your face from kind of weird angles, it's able right. to reproduce that in virtual reality. And so that's kind of the, the visual side of it, right? And where I come right. in is the opposite of that, is the audio side. So okay. sim- similar to how you want to you know, reproduce a person visually inside of a virtual reality. You also want to reproduce somebody from an audio perspective. Right, the sound and so forth and, and capturing all that. Yeah. People hate hearing themselves after yeah. the fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, like, you need to make sure that it's going to hopefully represent what how they hear themselves. You, you know, looking at that and also looking at that from afar, right, mm-hmm. You like the visual part, I, I and me not having any background in any of this, right? Thinking about the visual part and augmented reality, yeah, of course, that's going to be difficult, right? But when it comes to audio, you know, I, if I pick up a phone and you pick up a phone in, in, <laughs> in, in, in Ireland, right, you still sound the same, right? So what would be the challenges that you're facing that, wouldn't, that you wouldn't face from the technology we already have now? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of it, I think, is, is, you know, the fact that, so l- let's say, like you're saying, you call somebody up, and they are in Ireland, right, but as soon as they pick up, you're like, oh, are you in the bathroom? You know, because, mm-hmm. like, you know what that sounds like, right? You know what the environment sounds yeah, like. Yeah, you can hear the, the echoes off the wall from the closed space. Exactly. <laughs> I had somebody call me the other day, and I was like, yo, you, you in the shit, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was like, man, how'd you know? I was like, I can hear the echoes, bro, and the bloop, bloop. I heard that. <laughs> no, just kidding. Let's, yeah. let's go for it. No, forward. but, like, you know, if, yeah. you, if you, you know, if you were going to FaceTime somebody or, yeah. you know, you have video, on, like, obviously you'd be like, okay, yeah. You know, I can I can see you're in there, right? right. But a lot of you know, <laughs> but, from an, but from an I'm audio, sorry. you can too. Yeah. You know, because yeah. like, and so a lot of people, you know, I think it's easy to not realize that you know those things. So I think a mm. lot of the audio things are are subcon are more subconscious than it is visually. Okay. You know, so like, it, it it's very easy to to look at something and be like, okay. I know that that person's in the bathroom, right? But if you hear it, you might not you might not be able to think about it right now. And, you know, your average person might, might not be able to think about, okay, that's what it sounds like. There's okay. a fan going but on you, and it sounds kind of accurate. Yeah. And, right, but if you right. hear it, you're like, you're kind of, you're going to know, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I think that's, I think that kind of subconscious perception of audio makes it a real interesting problem. Mm-hmm. And it's also, you know. And the way that you guys want to use this is in more of an everyday um, type situation so that, you know, 
when you are in an office with noise and, you know, there, it, it's still going to be something that you can adapt to and use, um, you have to figure out what all you need to adapt around to, mm, to cancel out. That's right. interesting. Yeah, because, like, you know, again, like we were saying before, yeah. if we have the three of us are sitting here mm-hmm. and there's a fourth person here in our augmented reality – Right, and it look we want it, we want it to look like they're sitting in front of us. That's that's fairly easy, right? You take them and you cut out the background. I mean, there's a bunch of difficulties. I get, it, I get, but, I get what you said. But, but then taking out the background noise—that's a whole other element. Right, Ooh. and if you if they if you saw them sitting there, yeah. But then it sounded like they were on the shitter. Yeah. Like that's weird, right? I mean, so right, you don't yeah. want that. So you need to make it you know look yeah. and sound like they are in the right environment. And, right, you know. If it's if it's all virtual reality, it's it's almost a little bit easier then because right. then you can, you know, then you don't have to meld two realities. Mm-hmm. Um, actual reality is always uh, what they say. Uh, it's it's actual life is stranger than fiction, right? So it's like there's so many <laughs> other there's so many, I mean, there's endless possibilities of things that can go wrong and trying right. to. Right. You know, diminish it as much as possible because obviously there's going to be something 20 or 30 years from now that can do just a little bit more. But there's never no there's never no variable that can't fuck up, let me mess up the process or mess up what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. yeah so, like imagine they're imagine it's like super, you know, super loud. Right. They're on a bus garbage, or something. Yeah. Like yeah. That, yeah. You know? <laughs> or, or, or just like before where people right. were outside talking there, you know, a right. few minutes ago, like, you know, yeah. it, you know. Ideally, you wouldn't want that in there. How do you how do you cancel that out? Remove that. Um, I mean, and then there's also you know the kind of more base problem is even just localization. You know, so there's a lot of things with um, just how you hear things between your two ears. You know, so what mm-hmm. they call um, like an HRTF, which is the head related transfer function. So that means like if I'm sitting here, you know, it's going to sound a little bit different if you're coming if you're to the right of me versus in front of me versus behind me yeah. right and there's all those things that are different um, based on the sound sources location and relation to you I would think even the brain the way the brain works right yeah so so <laughs> uh, let me ask you a question if just to ask you straight up you know because they say the right side of the mind is stronger than the left or something like that or we compute the way we compute on and each side is different so is that also the same with ears as well do we, um, are we stronger, like, in one side? Than the, and this is a weird question. I'm just asking for yeah. myself. Maybe you had the answer. I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily stronger or weaker, but it is going to be different based on potentially your ears. Okay. You know? so, so one of the things that you consider with these head-related transfer functions, right, is what your ear the shape of your ears are you know if you have mm. if you have somebody who has you know big ears like alfred e newman that are sticking out right. you know, like a shout little, out to alfred this yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you know that person's honestly probably going to be able to hear better if they're trying to yeah. hear something that's in front of them yeah they might not be able to hear something as well that's coming from behind them though right right so if one of your ears has a different shape than the other you may hear better from your left side or your right side right i mean that's interesting i never even thought of the shape of the ear speaking of the shape of the ear bro since you work for meta yeah this is one this is personal so (laughs) i could never put in those headphones that everybody wears those the the wireless ones my ears just they just won't fit in my ears they won't stick in there and they have never figured out a way to uh fix that and if they do i bet you there's more of me people like myself (laughs) that can't put these little like everybody's talking about all these ear pods and stuff like that like i could never wear them. i mean back in the 90s i could never wear them i yeah. thought it was just i was doing them wrong for years just my ears just don't accept that shape no yeah i mean yeah. My, my dad's very similar it's like 
you know, he, he had somebody who kept being like, oh, these don't sound good and stuff. And then I looked inside of his ears and I was like, you have a weird shaped ear. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. the, the oh, wonder, no only wonder. my son would know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, That's no, but I mean, it, it is, yeah. it's a, it's a real big problem for, yeah. you know, in-ear things. And, and that's something that, mm-hmm. and you got to imagine, right? If your ears are shaped that much different than my ears, mm-hmm. then what it actually does when it gets into your ear canal is going to be different for you than it's going to be for me. Oh. Right. So if you have like, if you have a, a big, really big ear canal and yeah. I have a really small one, it's going to sound different. Um, I got you. And, and so that, that actually doesn't end up becoming as big of a deal as the actual ear shape. I mean, it's, it's an issue for, for some reason, but in terms of the ish, things that we're trying to yeah. get to, um, we kind of worry more about what it's like when it's about to go into the ear. What does it sound like? So, at that so point? how are you guys getting the sound of people's ears? Because I, I think when you have glasses, I mean, it's not going to come with headphones, right? Um, so is this going to be, and this is maybe more information than you're able to give, but is it going to be like embedded? somehow into i don't know like what like are we thinking more like neural link type stuff or i we... mean you know yeah that'd be cool obviously <laughs> but yeah. i mean as of right now it's definitely it's definitely up in the air you know i mean i think um i think everybody's trying to figure that out. i mean some of the stuff that's on the market right now yeah. for example you know i mean meta does have you know the ray-ban stories which are you know yeah, yeah. glasses and and they yeah. have they have they have speakers in the frame, in the, yeah. you know, hmm. and, 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 and that whole, that idea is essentially they, they can direct the speakers so that it's pointed at your ear, you know, so, so it's in, it's in the frame of the glasses and they direct it using some trickery, right, to make it so that it goes into your ear and doesn't go anywhere else. Because the thing with that too is privacy and, you know, you don't want to be having a phone call and, and having the person next to you hearing it, right? Absolutely, so, absolutely. Uh yeah, because I'm just thinking so many problems because there's so much space. Yeah, no, um, yeah. right there. And, and, and you also, I mean, with with you know with sound in general, you know, size comes into play a lot because with with you know sound waves, if you want to make a low frequency, you need to move a lot of air. It's okay. just kind of the way it is. Like high frequencies, you know, you can you can have a small tweeter, you know, that's that's an inch wide, it's an inch in diameter, and it can make a lot of sound, but you right. can't have a subwoofer that's that small and actually expect somebody to hear it like so so size is sort of always the thing you're fighting against and when you're talking about like a glasses form factor you know how do you get a big subwoofer in there so there's there's a lot of kind of tricks that are they're they're trying to come up with to Mm. to get around that but but i mean what you're saying is it's it's a really good point because ultimately you know people don't want to have to be walking around with headphones yeah. on their ears yeah. in a day-to-day environment because you want it to be natural yeah everything's getting smaller everything's be you know it's uh just a lot of a lot of things out there so your whole story is about always doing things that never creating things that don't exist and doing it for the betterment of the world i believe that's that i think you and you know and there's a sense of i'm making the world a better place by doing it like this you know or creating something that hasn't created we're creating something better for the world um what do you think that that, uh, you, what you're doing now, how does that fit into that into that uh, that idea of of you still living life that way? Like, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but like, how does it still fit into that plan? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, it's certainly what you know, stuff I'm working on. It's certainly not, you know, I mean, it is for the betterment of society, right? But it's not. A lot of people disagree. A lot of people, I mean, yeah. like, you know, sure. that's not betterment of society. That's just making it worse, you know. But, yeah. um, but uh, you know, p- 
pushing pushing technology to new areas, um, you know, it, it, it excites me. It's an advance. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's it's an advance. Um, you know, it's not it's not solving world hunger, you know, but sure. it, it's still it's what I like, and I try to contribute in those in that way, right? But um, yeah. but you know what what our kind of vision is in the lab is really and and. One thing I didn't really realize before I got to Meta, um, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of people see Meta, you know, negatively, right? There's a lot of negative mm-hmm. connotations, right, with Facebook and whatever else. And, and there's certainly are the bad sides of it, right? There's, yeah. the, there's the bad side effects for sure. Um, but the thing that I kind of found when I got there was that the company really is about the, the, the overreaching concept is like connecting people. You know, in, Period. in communities, yeah. you know, yeah. and so whenever they initially bought Oculus, I was like, why are they buying a game, you know, headset, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't make any sense to me. And then, but really, ultimately, it's all about this kind of vision of, you know, future connectivity and, and, and bringing people together from that wouldn't normally be able to be together, you know, in yeah. ways that you wouldn't normally be able to. So, the, you know, the, the concept of, of being able to, you know, the three of us being here and having somebody that's you know across the world really seem like they're in front of you um, is th- the ultimate vision of what we're tr- you know we're trying to do in our lab. And yeah. I'll tell you what I mean when you when I've tried some on some of the you know the advanced demos where you see this photorealistic head of somebody in front of you and it looks like them. You know yeah. it there's there's a a big difference between you know having a call with somebody on a phone where you see them right. or on a computer versus having it really seem like them. I mean, mm. and it's hard really hard to describe until you do it, but it's like... This man has seen some things. Yeah. <laughs> this man has seen yeah. some things, man. They just like, you're, you're going to just experience it. Yeah, that, that's, exactly. It's one of those things. And, and, and there's some demos you can see, you know, on, on YouTube and stuff that we've released where you can, you can see what it looks like generally. Yeah. And that it's impressive even there, but when you see it in person, it, it's... It, it really gives you a different sense that you're talking, that you're really talking to somebody yeah. as opposed to talking to a representation of them. Josh, you, you just had some great experience with some technology as well. You yeah, know, I just got the, uh, the Bose um, headphones that noise canceled, and yeah. um, I bought myself those for Christmas. Yeah. And um, I've been, I, I had to show them to Corey because, yeah. you know. And, oh, my, and, um, it, changed, it changed my whole perspective. <laughs> These headphones are not worthy. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that right now. But also, I was talking about there's another technology that, because, uh, you know, um, that you're working with now that you, you kind of experienced how technology can kind of push us forward, you know. That's, with, the, with printing? Yeah, with printing. Yeah. Yeah. So are you talking about the 12-color System is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, talking about that as well as the AI as well as that. Oh yeah, yeah okay, yeah. right. So you know all, um, all of that. You you you're a real tech guy as well, <laughs> and your technology right. has also helped advance you to a point. I think in business as well, where it's becoming more efficient with less with less with some, sometimes like less. Uh, right. I would say manpower, but not really, but like more less uh, less hands in the in the kitchen. Yeah, you know. so um, I I posted a, a newsletter yesterday that I basically um, I I created an outline and um, I had all my bullet points kind of and I ran them through um, through the the chat, chat box. yeah and um, it basically in in 
I had to do two or three versions for some of them. Uh Um, Like if it didn't quite hit the way that I wanted it to to sound. Um, And then I basically took that apart and then reconstructed it from there. And um, it turned out to be a pretty captivating um, article that I was ended up being very proud of. Um, But I put the information in there, um, but the AI was able to generate a lot more information than what I had originally put in. Um, So like I would talk about something and then it would, um, you know, I mentioned uh, three venues and it it pulled in, you know, information about them. One of them being that they started in 2013. I didn't put that information in there. And so I, but I put in, like I just put a a base of stuff in there and then it acts as a, you know, and I gave it the prompt, can you help me write this? Thing, this is what I want to do and yeah. then put it in so working with yeah. AI and then you know and, and that aspect of um, I mean I know Microsoft is is trying to make a move to to buy in to yeah to um, that kind of software yeah um, but I'm sure everyone's kind of yeah everybody I think bit. everybody has a foot in that uh, in that pot right there I don't know some wrong phrase to use but but foot in the pot I think you get it when I say yeah. it though right yeah everybody has a foot in that pot uh, God damn. we'll see we'll see what the what the chat bot says about that yeah. <laughs> get some Campbell results <laughs> hey but that is yeah did you know that this phrase was made in Pittsburgh by yeah. Corey O'Shaughnessy then it's you, just gonna learn that you, it's gonna start you, putting it in you everything hot, you heard that here first on thoughtful discussion <laughs> with Josh Schneider uh, just to make sure they have the information Josh your name pops up as well oh uh, man technology now, is beautiful yeah though. no but I mean I think yeah. you know right now with you know with the the the, 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 the you know mid journey and dolly and chat GPT I mean yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like there's been we've been talking about you know AI for a while mm-hmm. but I yeah. feel like these two it's those becoming two things, accessible yeah, yeah it's accessible and it's, it's something I mean, it's, it's something that pe- normal people assess, but they also can, like, experience more, right? I mean, if yeah, you have an AI, right. like, routing your planes, great, cool, right? But right. when this person's able to, you know, put something like that in and really have it affect their lives and be able to see it right. yeah. is when it really – I think I think it's it's going to be – it's in the zeitgeist now, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's right. there. It's here. And it, with, with, like, ChatGPT, you know, I just I, – I've a few people at work have been talking about it where, you know, you can – it not only does it – create conversational stuff like that but it can actually create programming yeah like so right. i mean that's so you, you that's kind of the scary, code that's yeah. kind of the scary part because they're asking the the people are asking this to like <laughs> like there's coders and and also hackers that are asking it to hack things or how would i hack this and it's right. giving them it's not just giving them the information it's showing them like a whole new way of yeah. of, of navigating this thing and it's uh, which it can be a little dangerous. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but also I feel like can also be a solution to a lot of problems that we have. Yeah. And I feel like there's always two sides of the coin. So, you I mean, know, I was trying to write that newsletter for months. Yeah. And like I kind of <laughs> knew where I wanted to go with it, but that's where we like, bring some beauty yeah. into it. Yeah. So like yeah. having something where you know, if if I were to, um, not to say that if I did hire people to help me with it, um, that that wouldn't be, wouldn't have a monetary value, but being able to, to do that on my own and work with 
something that you know I put input in and then it, it gave me an output and then yeah. I was able to change that. It doesn't replace, it can, it can never be more creative than, than we can be. I think that the people right. that are concerned that it's gonna take over that sort of create, creativity, it's a tool. It's not, right. it's not, you have to know how to get to the, from A to B in order to use it in the process. It's never going to do A to B on its own completely. Like you, you have to, you have to be a part yeah, of the process, okay. right? I mean, I, I would say though, yeah, you might still have to be part of the process. I mean, I, you have to know what you're looking for. You have to know what the end result looks yeah. like in order to use it and right. know you can't just pass it off as your own work without yeah. ever, re- like, you can't just yeah. let it do all the work. I mean, without. you're giving it the destination, right? Right. right? So, but I mean, sometimes I mean, I've seen some stuff that's scary. <laughs> like, yeah. So, for example, Mont back to Monster Jam, right? right. Yeah. So we, um, uh, this, you know, we we've we usually have a theme for for our group, right? And so this year, I decided to do aquatic themed, and so I had uh, my buddy Jeff, um, who has like a Mid Journey account. I asked him to set to to put in, you know monster truck sea battle right mm-hmm. just like four words and it came back with i mean you know a shark monster truck combination underwater with giant <laughs> wheels spinning stuff up i mean it looked like it could be on a movie poster you know crazy so like oh goodness i mean it's it, it Sometimes you don't have to put in much to have it be but, amazing, but, but it, that it's going to raise the bar, though. It yeah. does, but it but that might create something that a creative yeah. painter like Corey or or myself, and you're like, I want something like this, but I want it in your style, right. and then right. you're going to take that and go, all right, cool, well, I can I can make something absolutely, like that. Absolutely, absolutely, because it doesn't think like a human, right? You know what I mean? So the, the so it's going to look AI based, right? And there's a but it can give you if if you didn't know what you wanted to do and you put in these keywords and then it gave you something and you're like okay cool I can paint that yeah. and it you can use it as yeah. a tool or you could use it as a finished product if you want to well, but it's going to be kind of yeah. that raw. This format. is why I feel like we'll always have an up on it because good artists borrow, great artists steal. So yeah. if I'm seeing better, <laughs> I'm gonna do better because right. I have I have better reference yeah. now. You exactly. know what I mean? So it, it can never it can never one up us in that fashion. Right. The thing it I'm, can only create as much as it can yeah. comprehend. Right. And where we can go past that's what our creative abilities enable us to do is go past that. Absolutely. You know what and I mean? when we talked about, you know, the name Move Seventy Eight, where that came from was right. was, was the uh the go, the game go and alpha go, the whole the whole um, if you guys haven't watched the documentary AlphaGo, go on YouTube and watch it. Good. Oh, it's ab- it's absolutely phenomenal. And there's a they they created a machine to play the top Go players. Name is Lisa Dahl. And the thing that 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 this machine did for Lisa Dahl and the rest of the Go community is a game. You guys got to research. It. I'm not going to give the story again. <laughs> Plus, you can go on back on thoughtful discussions. Yeah. We talk we talk about it and uh, with it with the whole documentary it was absolutely phenomenal and how i got the name move 78 uh but the whole thing that i've seen from it where everybody was scared that this machine was going to be one of the top minds in the world as well as being at go um but what it did for this man even though the, the machine beat him but he still beat the machine as well you'll 
spoiler alert. <laughs> but the thing that he learned, that I learned from it was because this machine didn't move like a human, mm -hmm. it showed him another way to op to play the game, right. which made him even better and also gave him more opportunity to actually expand his knowledge. So mm -hmm. what it did was it pushed his mind to the limit and beyond. And now he had, they have a whole different way. It changed the way that people play the game all across the world by watching them, this machine play and getting an understanding for it. So so it yeah yeah it's it's certain, it goes both ways it goes both ways and just like it can yeah. it's learning from us right yeah. I think we will be able to learn from, from it as well yeah. right and it's it's an arms race right as as and I'm gonna use these phrases and it's gonna sound scary but as a predator gets stronger such so, so does the prey as the prey yeah. gets stronger so does the predator right. or you can look at it as trees as trees are growing the reason trees are growing higher and higher is because they're fighting for the sunlight so as one thing pushes up another thing will push up with it it's it's uh it, I think it's beautiful we can keep a certain balance I do think there needs to be rules laws and regulations sure. so certain things For but sure. that's on everything and we'll figure it out we're we're human but we're resilient that's what the fuck we i mean that's what we do excuse my language <laughs> that's what we do we we we, we, we figure it out so no, it's, it's true and i think there's a lot of yeah. um you know uh, there's a lot of people that are, are pushing that push back on stuff like that it's good to have that pushback absolutely I mean? like, it's necessary because you need to have you need, need that to think you need to think about it you can't just do the you know mm -hmm. do some of this stuff and, and they're you know, have like you're saying, you know, have no rules, have no laws, have no regulations, mm -hmm. and how that how that ultimately plays out is you know that's the interesting part. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it is. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and I mean, this you know these kind of these kind of right arguments have go been going on for years and years, right? Oh yeah, from digital cameras, right to and it's a big thing in DJing too. You know, whether or not you use the sync button, it's like you know big big controversy. You know, some people mm -hmm. are like, oh, you got to use vinyl and you got to you know match it by hand, and some people are like, no, use you know digital and do it automatically. I'm more in that camp personally, but you know, yeah. I, but both are you know both have their. I mean, they're talking about it in even directors, right? Uh, you should work with film. All oh, the digital camera, digital film is is cheating and stuff like that. Right. It's gonna always gonna be. Uh, yeah. There's always gonna be a better method, and there's always gonna be a method that was preferred beforehand that people don't want to let go of. Right. But, people, but, the, the artists originally didn't like photography oh absolutely that was, <laughs> yeah, that, right, was, yeah. that was that was a thing i actually i actually seen something like a little documentary or a little clip about that that, that made me laugh because i don't even think about that right but imagine being that type yeah. of artist where photography comes into play i'm doing portraits what do you mean you can just Take oh, oh yeah. you're cheating right. <laughs> this yeah. is this is this is Get uh out of here. <laughs> that's hilarious but that's what i'm talking about and it's 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 actually necessary. It's next. It's necessary for the process. So, I think yeah. this is this has been beautiful, though. Yeah. Yeah, man. So on on a lighter note. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have a. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's a satirical, um, comedic uh, side of you as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> There's a and and a, so how long have you been doing keeps in the background? Um, and what is it? If, oh if yeah, you gotta tell me what keeps the background <laughs> is. Yeah. So okay. Well, I'll just uh, let's see. How long have I been doing it? Probably I don't know, fifteen years, maybe something okay. like that. But so it's a long running joke. Yeah. So so basically, it started out actually at the thing you were talking about before about the at the Bloomfield Bridge Tavern. Okay. You know, we used to have a, a drum and bass night there every Wednesday, and um, there was this one girl 
who would she would bring her her digital camera you know this is before like you know cell phones were taking good enough pictures you know it should have um, been filmed no yeah. i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah, all right, right i'm sorry exactly. i'm sorry i got you but yeah. so she would show up with her digital camera and she would take pictures of the night you know and she would you know take tons of pictures right and um and she would post them all every week and uh and i just i eventually you know i would see them and she would like tag me in them and stuff and i'd be like oh god i look stupid in the background there you know i'm like sitting there you know with my my tongue out and like slouching you know or something and like just like you know not a not a flattering picture um and you know setting up some cables or whatever and so then you know when she started coming back and i would see her with her camera i'd be like you know rather than just doing like that i just like notice that she's there and i would you know just like make some weird face at her yeah you know and like so i just kept being in her pictures making these these funny faces no and so she she then started (laughs) She started a, a, a Facebook page of me, and she called it Keebs in the Background because I was always in the background of her photos, you know, across the room, like look, looking at her camera, you know. Now, make, now you can spot a funny you can spot a camera from a hundred feet away. Yeah. You're, you're like you're looking for it now. Yeah, so it's, it basically started with that, and then it just kind of took off from there. So that now, you know, anytime I see somebody taking a photo, I just try and jump in it real quick and then i jump out of it and then and there's I, thousands yeah I mean, right like <laughs> how, how, how many memes is out there with you in yeah. it like uh, <laughs> i mean so uh, wait didn't you do one where it was it was tinder like you were in tinder photos uh, I, did, I did that <laughs> god <laughs> I, yeah I, I i made my i made my well so yeah they were i made my tinder profile pictures of me photobombing people <laughs> and 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 then and then actually uh, the, I'm, I'm, <laughs> so I, I was at a, I was at <laughs> Stop. Stop it. Stop right there. Stop right there. All right. Okay. You're the goat, my guy. You're the goat. Just, just put that out there. This has probably been my favorite one, but no, no just keep going. Keep going. I'm sorry. I stopped you. Well, so, so she oh. was, so, okay. So I was at a beer fest and I saw two people making out. And I photobombed them. I then got the picture back and then had that on my Tinder profile. And a girl that knew the people making out in the photo matched with me. I met just because she knew them. And before I even met her, she then ran up on stage one time when I was DJing to try and photobomb me (laughs) while I was DJing. Oh, she's a keeper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's a keeper. (laughs) I mean, I didn't. We were just friends, but, you know. I got you. uh, But, um, yeah, there's there's hundreds of – well, I have hundreds of the photos. The thing is, getting them back is – The issue? Yeah. 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 So I'm probably in – Thousands and thousands, but uh, <laughs> it's just how many, how many I actually have back is prob- probably you know four or five hundred. I would say you said thousands and thousands, <laughs> yeah. like you didn't just say one thousand. You said thousands and yeah. thousands of them. Oh yeah. Oh man, so this has been uh, that's that's how you're gonna be remembered. You know that, right? <laughs> so, I, know. I mean, so I, I I you know I always give a hashtag on my Instagram, world's best photo bomber, and. <laughs> Nobody, you know, I don't see any other competing tags. Yeah. So I think that means You're I think it. that means I got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I got it. Th- I, I'm gonna look that up. Actually, one, that tag right there. That yeah. just sounds amazing. We're, we're, one time, the the only thing the closest I've seen to competition was somebody who was like 
clearly friends with a photographer in Hollywood. Mm. And mm. this guy would go around and like the photographer would take a picture and this person would jump in the background of it. But that's against my rules. Yeah. Because yeah. in my opinion, photo- that's, that's yeah, it's cheating, right? Yeah. Anybody can do that's that. That's like that. filming digital. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Let's bring it back yeah. to that. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's like, like AI. Yeah. yeah, it's like AI. It's, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you're yeah. setting it up. That's yeah. not like, the, you know, what I find fun about it is when somebody takes a photo and then two weeks later they're looking at the photo and they're like, say, who the heck is this guy? <laughs> this guy. And then they like post it and then somebody I know is like, tags me in it. And like, got another one. <laughs> and, uh, and then I get it back. Oh, that's then, a great life journey. Yeah. That's a great life journey, man. I've, I've met, I've, you know, I've met a decent amount of friends and definitely some girls that way. You know, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's um, real rock star out here, my guy. You're a real <laughs> rock star. I don't know if the, I don't know if y'all catching this. This is some gems right here, man. Uh, absolutely amazing, Todd. This has been. I, I think this is one of my favorites. This is probably my favorite sit-down. Best, best podcast ever, yeah, I would say. Yeah, this is the best. <laughs> this has been one of my favorite podcasts. I mean, you're like the you're like the Forrest Gump of the tech world. I mean, you've been through it all, my guy. Like, there's no, there's you, there, there's there's a lot. I mean, you were in Miami during the '90s. Do you? you uh, do you guys know how big the you? Do you know what was going? Look at a documentary. I think Ed Reed was still there. Was Ed Reed there or oh, Warren Sapp? Might have been Warren Sapp. You didn't even watch football. Yeah. This is crazy. Guys, go look up a <laughs> you documentary in the 90s, and I'm going to tell you, this is where this guy was at, going to college yeah, at I mean, that time. <laughs> yeah, some of those sc- – like, I know there was, you know, some, some like, you know, stuff that came up as far as shady stuff that was going on with the well, players I, back it, then. And, there's always shady stuff in Miami. Yeah. That's it, that's no, just part of Miami, isn't it? One of <laughs> – one of, there was a rapper that was, you know, around campus back then, and they had a – bumper sticker that he had made for one of his songs that uncle luke was my fa- no, no trick daddy no no no, no. But, okay. but his, his song was his song's name was miami's a sunny place for shady people oh god and it was just like it just it just resonates you know what that's, I mean? a that's, it's a, <laughs> that's a tattoo that's a t-shirt there's probably people with that tattooed on them yeah yeah um, probably t-shirt company as well that says that they yeah. sell that at the airport in miami <laughs> <laughs> uh if not so you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that's I'm buying that T-shirt. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Todd, this is, I mean, dude, this has been absolutely phenomenal. And I think, uh, you know, this. I think this is that time where we should yeah. probably, you know, say if there was, uh, if you could speak to yourself, right, at the beginning of this journey when you were uh, at Shinley Park, I mean, at Shinley High School. And you're about to go on this this whole journey. If there was something, if you were sitting across from that younger person of yourself, mm-hmm. what would you say to that person? What type of advice would you give that person? Hmm. I think I would just say, have fun. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I, I think uh, I think most of the things that I that I learned along the way were, you know done through experience so i'm kind of, i'm kind of a I'm, like yeah, when i go to see a movie i don't like to know anything about it beforehand Same. Mm. you know what i mean like yeah. I, I like i like to go in blind and and, and do it so i don't think i, I think i want i don't think i want to give any spoilers yeah and uh and, you know and influencing influencing myself would be tough uh back then so i think i'd just say you know just just enjoy life and 
experience it. That, present. That yeah. that's that's yeah. absolutely that's absolutely phenomenal. I think that's a gem in itself. You're a way better man than me. I would have gave myself the lottery of the <laughs> of like the like the the, the biggest. <laughs> one. I would have gave myself the lottery ticket. Hey, look, you, this is the date you play this. Uh, you're good to go. If I was able to go back in time, it'd have been a whole different story right there. It'd been a whole different answer you would got for me. But no, nah, um, I think that I think that's beautiful in itself, though. Right there, it's like no, nah, I I think you you're, you're equipped with enough knowledge to to uh you know to navigate any trial or tribulation that comes up and I think you'll you'll gain a lot from it and you you're on the right path kid you know that's what I heard yeah, you know what I mean with the, with the with the less words but that's that's what I heard like that's that's really good that's really good actually um if people want to follow you in your journey where can they um you know website uh, social media any any stuff where yeah, I mean, uh, so the the music night we, me and my, my buddy Jeff do is uh, called Laser Crunk. Um, so you can follow Laser Crunk uh, or just follow my Instagram, Todd Keebs. You know, I kind of just, I don't have one from my music or whatever else. It's mm-hmm. just kind of. It's all in there. It's all there. So just yep. follow me. Um, friendly. <laughs> I got you. Approachable. Do not take a picture next to him if you don't. If <laughs> yeah. you don't. Or, or Keebs, yeah, Keebs in the background. It's is, another Instagram, is, is my, right? Or, my, or Facebook. Instagram. Please, and, and Facebook, but, yeah, please yeah. follow that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please. It, if it brings joy every time. Yeah, yeah, every time. yeah. It's always like, you know, whenever I, you know, sometimes you post something, gets a certain amount of likes. It's like, if I post a good photo bomb, it's always going to hit. It's always there. It's always there. You know, um, yeah, man. And once again, this is another episode of Thoughtful Discussion. My name is Corey Ochai, also Move 78. You can find me at M-U-V-E underscore 78. Uh, we are recording this podcast at the 1028 Podcast Studio. So if you guys like what you hear, if you guys are interested in recording a podcast, audio or video or both, um, please hit us hit us up. And that's at 1028 Podcast Studio. And that's on Facebook as well as Instagram. Book a tour, man, and uh, there should be a web. The website should be coming out by the time this podcast is out. So www again ten twenty eight podcast studio. Hey, we'll make it happen. We can help you tell you. You can help you tell your story um, to the world. Yeah, and, and thank you guys for having me here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Coming on. It's fun. Yeah, and always. We, we we always got one more on here, man. Yeah, the sure. one, the only. <laughs> you know what I mean? The 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 print the print god in Pittsburgh. That's why I call him. I know that's a little strong on <laughs> words, but you know I'll what it is. I'll you know it. what it is. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, my name is Josh Snyder, and this is Thoughtful Discussions. And um, couldn't do it here without my co-host. Uh, Corio Chai, so thank you so much for being here and in, oh, man, in your love, studio. Um, and Todd, thank you for for being on. It's always a pleasure. Um, I'm I'm excited for Monster Jam coming up, and yep. and I'm not worried about that being dated because. Um, you know, even people are listening five years from now. Hopefully, we're, we're still out there and doing it. So. <laughs> I like the way you think, Josh. That's good. real. That's real. Um, uh, as always, uh, appreciate everyone that is listening, everyone that is supported. Um, me and everything that I've been doing. Um, sometimes I, you know, I wake up and I can't believe it. And the, the, I think a big reason that I get to do what I do is because of all of these people, um, you know, just little bits and pieces that, you know, I saw Todd had an order come in. It was either yesterday or, or this morning. And, and, um, you know, Corey's always, always printing with me and, and they're always, mm-hmm. you know, they tell their friends, and then it just—it's a—it's it, a snowball. Um, 
But in Pittsburgh, that's something I appreciate very much about it. You, you do good hard work and, and people take notice. And, and so um, always, always appreciate that. So if you want to check out our print shop, it's uh, pghprintship.com. Um, we print just about everything. And uh, the podcast, you can check us out, Thoughtful Discussions on Instagram and Facebook. And then my personal uh, Instagram is probably the best way to reach me personally. And that's Josh Snyder 86 and that's Snyder with an I. Um, but yeah, everything else. Thank you. Uh, we, we, we love yeah, doing what we're doing. Absolutely, and, uh, man. Wouldn't be able to do it without all the support. Yeah. So hey, guys go out there, do something beautiful. The world's counting on you. Don't forget this world's a blank canvas. So it's up to each and every one of us to grab our paint brushes and to go and help paint this masterpiece together. What you well, got we'll for him, Tom? to AI. Oh, that's well. <laughs> you can do that as well. Do that well. Hey, man, it ain't all bad. I mean, they can help us do things, guys. All right, guys. All right, and we're out. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. Peace.